Ah, there we go. Okay. So, can you please say your name and your year? Okay. Oh, should I hold it? No. Okay. Uh, my. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> didn't mean to like touch your mic. Um, my name is Lucas Bautista. I am a second year student. I am a second student. Yeah, I'm a second year student. Yes. Cool. Thank cool. you. Okay, so um, the first you question. Say that? I said like I stumbled a lot. And it, you overthought it. Yeah. You don't get a second chance. Oh, oh boy. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So the very first question: How do you feel about the statement "race is not real" and there's not like a right or wrong yeah. like that can be loaded? Just, just yeah. Yeah. Just speak. Um. Well, I guess like when I think about the statement "race is not real," um, I don't. It, it obviously depends on who it's coming from, but like I understand the idea that race is not a real thing. Like it's not, it's socially constructed, but, um, and it's not really like it can, it's not very, like you can't really, there's no way to really see like what is your race. Like you can't test for it or anything, but, um, it's real in the sense that, um, people still use the idea of race to discriminate. So it's a real, in the idea that it's a concept that exists and people use it to discriminate people against people and it's it's very real in that sense but i do understand also in the sense that it's not real because race isn't a real thing you know like and it's only people's perception of what race is and um that you know so that's really and it's obviously still real but it's it's not fair but i think a lot of times people try to take away from it by saying it's not real because I think that's not fair because it doesn't acknowledge that it's definitely something that affects our society today. Do you think it depends on who it's coming from, that statement? Um, I think it depends on what their meaning behind what they're saying is. Um, if it's meant to discredit uh, the struggle that people face, um, in the eye of like racism and race and um, try to say that it's not real by discrediting people's experiences I don't think that's fair way to say race is not real if it's someone arguing that race is not even real and that's why we shouldn't use racism like that's why racism isn't like just n kind of pointless you know like it doesn't have any meaning behind it because it's not a real thing um then that makes a little bit more sense. But either way, you can't really like take away from that experience of racism and race. Um, yeah. yeah. In any culture. Yeah. Um, well, just let's expand a tiny bit more on that. Have you ever been in some sort of argument about this? Have you feel Have you felt as though that's been something used against you, or like in a way that enhances privilege? Like, how does it make you feel? Um, hmm. I haven't had that many, like, intense conversations with people about race. Like, I don't really have, if I do have a conversation with someone, it's usually with someone who either agrees with me or, um, so I, I, I can't, I, I just never really been used against me. What was the question again? It's okay. I mean, it was just, like, how the concept race is not real, if that makes you, like, have any, like, visceral reaction, like. Um... Yeah, I think if it was that, like, if it was someone who was like, "Why are people complaining? Race isn't even real." Like that sort of attitude, I I would probably be pretty upset. Mm -hmm. um, 
because that that's clearly coming from someone who doesn't have that same experience um and a lot of yeah it's just someone who doesn't come from that same experience or has that kind of mindset of like that mindset of like not acknowledging other people's experiences yeah. not very empathetic um what are your feelings or thoughts on poc culture on antioch's campus wow um feelings or thoughts um wow that's i don't know if i can like i don't even know how to like where to start um i guess I just, um, I'm glad that people of color, there's a strong, uh, wow, um, I'm glad that there's a group that people of color can go to, but, uh, um, I don't think there's a lot of unity between people of color on campus, whether if it's people who actually attend POC meetings or, um, whether it's um, people from different um, backgrounds who don't get along or whether it's just people, like there's, I feel like there's a lot of disagreement and I think the school doesn't necessarily um, respect or take seriously the, the needs of the people of color um, on campus and not only, and that's people of color all people of color that's including faculty and including staff they don't really take the needs of them um, into account and um, I think I, I, I feel like I come from a unique perspective of being identifying both as white and a person of color but um, it's hard to understand other people's experiences if you haven't experienced them so I really understand that and I understand why people have a hard time sometimes, but um, it's kind of like being more selfless and like not thinking about yourself, like acknowledging that other people have that other, those other experiences and when they're telling you how you feel, really accepting and acknowledging that. And maybe if you don't feel the same way, that's okay, but like you need to um, be understanding of those other people. Do you think that POC culture on Antioch's campus is a positive thing? Wow, I don't know if you can just like make a general statement like it's a positive thing or it's a negative thing. I think it's positive to have a culture of POC on campus. Um, I don't know if that's what you're asking. What, like our campus, like do you think there's a good, do you think POC culture is a good like influence, if you will, on the general culture of Antioch? Um, I, th yeah, I think, yeah, I don't, oh man, I don't know. Yeah, I do, but like, I always think there's ways to improve it too. Um, yeah, but I think any sort of support of people of color on a campus is important and has a positive influence for students, you know? Because students have that place to go. Yeah. But what about our, our, <laughs> our culture, our, culture. our POC? Our POC. Um, yeah, I think it is, right now, it's a pretty big positive influence um, because it's helping things change 
um, for people of color on campus. But I don't think everyone sees it that way, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah. Um, so if you could put into your own words kind of the purpose behind the day of disappearance, the day of action, if you will, um, and what were the results of that, why it was triggered, if you can. Yeah, well, I guess the day of disappearance was interesting because I, I could see two results coming from it, which is everyone notices and says, whoa, like, look at all these people that are missing, um, and then recognizes people of color. Um, and then the other instance where no one really notices that all these people of color were gone, um, which kind of just shows that people of color are kind of invincible and invisible, it's not invincible, invisible on campus, um, which both kind of prove our point, but, um, I kind of feel like the latter happened, um, which is really sad to me um, because it really does prove that point that like people of color are not really recognized on campus. Um, I think another difficult thing was that not all people of color participated or participated fully, um, which that's not like people should feel like people, no one should feel like they have to participate in anything or any sort of identifying group. Um, but I think that would have really had the impact that they wanted um, that we wanted, that the group wanted, that I, at least I wanted. Um, so, yeah, mm. yeah. That was good. Um, so it was not, just to make everything clear, it wasn't as impactful as you wanted it to be or it was very impactful because of the lack of impact? Um, I didn't, I think the purpose was to have an impact on the campus as a whole. Um, and being like, look, we're not here. Um, whether it did or didn't. Do you want to move? It's fine. Okay. Um, whether it did or didn't is a different question. Um, but I think it was impactful in the way that people of color and faculty of color got together on campus and they really talked about issues that were important to them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of interviews I've done um, kind of went along the lines of like how that was a really great model for how you can have productive, interruptive action mm -hmm. that was a positive thing and left everyone feeling included and had a better understanding in the room. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Why do you think it was so successful in that way? Um... I think everyone kept a really open mind, um, and it was done in person, and we had much more participation. I think in person is a big thing, like, a lot of things, a lot of times conversations happen over the internet, or, like, um, not, like, not even over the internet, but, like, word of mouth, like, this person said this, and then this person said this, and it's on a small campus, things spread so quickly, and it's, like, you never actually get the true story and and that happens with so many different things i think it's just like a, it's not a general like it's not a poc problem it's just a general campus problem of communication and um the fact that 
one of the most successful times that we've all communicated as a school is in POC makes me really happy um, to show like, yeah, we're yeah. the, we got this. Can you <laughs> something down? Yeah. Yeah. I personally felt like very proud that like, of just like how like gracious and tactful everyone was and how there, this is like this really big thing that's happening and you, they couldn't find one trace of dirt on anything we did. We didn't, we didn't, we weren't late. We were respectful. We were, we, were, we weren't like just letting ourselves getting stepped on either. Like it was a very fine line that this tightrope almost that Melly and everyone walked very graciously on. And I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, um, you should have come to the thing on Yesterday? Tuesday. What was it? Tuesday. Yeah, I was sick. Oh, uh, sorry. What? What would you guys No, it was just really great. It was really great. Um, really important. No, no, not in a bad way. I w- there were some other things that, like, happened towards the end. I, the frustrating thing was that, like, the conversation had to get cut off. And I think that's another complicated thing, the fact that we had, like, eight hours to talk about things. And we were just in a room with each other for eight hours and talked about things. That made a huge impact. And it's, like, it's much different when it's, like, okay, we're going to have dialogue. We're going to talk. We're going to let everyone speak. We're going we're gonna to acknowledge all the points. But we only have an hour to do it. <laughs> so hurry up. Or do, we only have two hours to do it. And it's, like... Neither one of those two are, are enough time. And I think people made that point, too, at the meet, at the, the later meeting. And it's like, that's not, it's not like, okay, we're going to have a dialogue. Here's the time for the dialogue. And we're done with the dialogue. It's like, that's an ongoing thing. That's a, it's a continuous thing that always keeps going. Can you kind of explain what happened at that meeting as well? Um, well, there's a lot. I might have a different perception of what happened than other people. It's about your perception though. Like this is what this Um It had a little bit of a rough start. Um people there was like a little bit of a disagreement on who should start. Um I was really supportive of Melly. She was amazing. Um I think she was like really great. She really like spearheaded the whole thing. Um and that was very good. Um, but, um, and I think the faculty and staff or the president's staff, I, I don't know who was there. I think it's the president's staff, really got a better understanding of what we wanted and the board. And I, I don't think, they don't seem in opposition to what we want. And I don't think they were ever that much in opposition I understand where they're coming from, um, which is really good. And it, we understand that these decisions are coming from a place a little bit higher up. You know, it's not directly from them. But um, I think what was disappointing was that at the end, and this is just my interpretation, and I don't, I don't want to like, I don't know. Um, I think Tom is like really good and he's doing his best, but I I felt like at the end, and I don't think this was his intention, but a kind of like brushing off of the whole situation, um, trying to pass responsibility. He kind of just like turned to Amelia and was like, hey, like, do you think Comsol can do this to continue this discussion? And it was like, that was really upsetting. And then he kind of brought up the five, the 10 points that we had demanded. And he's like, well, that was really easy to agree to because five or six of those points are already in our plan. And that was like really frustrating for me. And I don't think he meant it in a bad way, but it sounded bad to me because it was like, 
yeah, it was easy to agree something that we were already doing. It's like, that's not why we asked for this. Like, we know what you're doing. There are people here who are on the diversity committee. We understand what the process, like, we understand what the school is doing for diversity. We made those demands because those needs weren't being met. And so to tell us that they were already in the plan just felt really insulting and um, kind of condescending. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. You're allowed to feel that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to be like, I don't want to be overly critical of Tom because I feel like he just got here. He's still getting used to things and he's, he's really trying. Um, and I think it's important to acknowledge everything he's facing, um, which is a lot. Um, so I don't blame him. Um, but I do think there was a better way to like deal with that situation. Thanks for sharing that. I know that's not, you know, cause you don't want to like start stuff and this won't go yeah. anywhere. You don't want it to, yeah. but you know, um, okay. Uh, okay. Do you think having a POC hall is a form of self segregation? Um, no, I do not think that. I think it's really, um, and this is something I was thinking about during the meeting too. I don't think the word self-segregation should be used. I, I see it a lot like the way people use um, reverse racism. And I, don't, I know someone else made this point, but I, I was thinking about it too. Um, like you, like segregation was based on a form of, of, um, you know, oppression, like the people were trying to be, people were, when you segregate someone, you are trying to oppress them. It doesn't mean to separate, it means to segregate. You could just say people are separating themselves. No one's saying that. People are saying self-segregation. Just because you add self doesn't take away that whole history of oppression that comes with the word segregation. Um, and we did this, I, you probably remember, we did this impactful um, thing where, where uh, Kebe, this impactful exercise where Kebe um, asked everyone, she said, um, what's the first thing, like, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. And she said segregation, and someone said dogs. And um, that was actually the first thing that came to mind, in my mind too, which was like crazy, because I was like about to say it, and then someone else said it, and it was like, um, but yeah, it was, you know, it's just. Um, Why dogs? Just like thinking of the South and like dogs, like going after African, like black people mm -hmm. and like, you know, like that's the most like, um, I think emotional response is like, I imagine like dogs going after people who were protesting, like being attacked by dogs um, just because they wanted freedom. And so that's, that's always like a really upsetting image. Um, so I think even though like the, just the term self-segregation shouldn't even be used anymore because that's, oh, sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because um, it feels like really uh, insulting, you know? And I don't think people mean it that way, but that's how I feel personally. Cause it's like, that's just a, a system based on oppression, just like racism is based on oppression. Like you can't have a rever really reverse racism. I don't really believe in self-segregation. Um, I think in, also when people are quote unquote self-segregating, what they're really doing is they're empowering themselves. Like that's whole, the whole thing. This isn't about oppressed, like people of color aren't self-oppressing, you know, that's not what's going on here. It's people of color who are 
want a community, want to feel, not, not only want to feel safe, but they want their own community. And, you know, that to me that's more empowering than, than degrading that this, what's happening to the term self-segregation. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I have two follow-up questions. Yeah. First thing, do you believe that, so the term self-segregation was brought up because this was an issue of race, right? Mm -hmm. Those words are not used when we, in terms of women of, women color, women halls, men halls, gender neutral halls. Do you believe that in itself is, was an act of like oppression or racism? Um, or maybe ignorance? Yeah, ignorance, I think maybe like slight microaggression maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know what to call it. I don't really have a name for it. Um, I, but I think, yeah, it did come up because of race, um, which I don't think is necessary. Like maybe people who brought that up don't see it as problematic. And I don't think they were trying to use it in a problematic way. Um, but I'm just uh, like my, and I, I'm only saying what I just said because I've had a lot of time to think about it and uh, like, it's easy to be all righteous and be like, you shouldn't use this term because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I probably would have used self-segregation if I was talking about it in the first term. But after lots of time thinking about it, I don't feel like that term is appropriate any longer. Um, but yeah, there needs to be like, I think a lot of times there needs to be this time where people can really work through these, like, you know, like really talking about what that means. And so having that discussion just about the word self-segregation is important. Um, Would you say that the dialogue during the day of disappearance helped make that clear for you? Yeah, it made, it helped make a lot of things clear for me. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really comprehend um, like the POC hall, like when it came up, it wasn't really like, I didn't have strong feelings either way. I wasn't like, oh, like that's horrible. Like you shouldn't do that. Or I wasn't like, like, yeah, like that's really needed. I was like, I was like, okay. And then I did the day of disappearance because, um, even though I don't personally feel like I need a, a POC hall, um, like our POC family here at Antioch asked us for it. And it's like, if someone's asking for this and they need it for what seems like really good reasons, like I don't see any reason that I shouldn't support it. And then hearing all those people talk, I became more and more in support of it. Um, so it definitely like helped my support. Um, but there were my doubts, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I had my doubts, but it's like, I didn't act on those doubts. Like I just, I just thought them, you know? Um, and I think that's important for both sides like people need to just like hear each other out and like really I think that's what was helpful like I think it was also helpful that the criticism of POC Hall was coming from people of color like that was so much better than having white people be like this is why you shouldn't do this and it's like it's hard to listen to someone who doesn't share the same experience as you um even especially someone who not only who doesn't share the same experience as you but comes from a very privileged background and then telling you that what you're feeling isn't it feels it can feel like someone's telling you what you're feeling isn't valid yeah 
Um, so that really segues nicely to my next question. Do you feel a POC hall is necessary in a small liberal arts campus like Antioch, and why, if you do? Um, when do you have to go? I'm sorry. No, I, a friend just texted me. Yeah. It's okay. Um, um, do you feel a POC hall is necessary on a small liberal arts campus like Antioch? And if you do, why? Um, I think it's definitely necessary in a small liberal arts campus that's in the middle of Ohio, which is um, generally speaking like a pretty homogenous population, or at least from what I've seen recently. Um, I think it's important, yeah. I think it's, I think, yeah, necessary is definitely a good word to use um, because, you know, you need people to feel at home. Um, and Melly brought up one of the best points, and I think if they're going to ignore every single point and only look at it from a very, very logical perspective, which I don't really recommend, but, like, if that's the approach that someone was going to take, just the mere idea of the school's existence needing this hall for retention of people of color is so important um and i think if like that's one of the, like if they're going to take nothing away from it that might be the i was i don't want to say most important um i think if you're not going to listen to all the concerns that people of color have expressed then at least at the very least like understand that on a on that level. Um, okay, so one last question. So Yellow Springs w was once a place of great diversity as well as a safe haven for people of color, greatly due to Antioch College. Do you feel this could be a realistic goal to regain once again? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't, I, I just see um, people like, Um, yeah, I totally could see that. Um, I, but it's not just going to happen with magic and, you know, fairy dust and <laughs> it, it's going to happen with like real effort on everyone's part. Um, but, um, that's the other thing. Like, I don't think in any of this, I think was really frustrating, um, especially in the meeting, um, is like the effort is usually put on people of color. It's like, you want this, then you should work hard for it. And it's like, haven't people of color been working hard enough for like everything else like can't they just like why does this why are they being why are they working so hard for this you know um yeah is there any last like thought that you wanted to say to something be something that you want to touch on more um actually i just had a thought and i was like i wasn't developing it okay I, I, I don't like don't feel pressured to immediately no. talk um
um, just like thinking about like the women's hall and like how when like that was never like I don't know that was, that was just never a question you know like no one was like oh look the women are trying to self segregate you know like they're trying to go back into the olden days like when they're like yeah I don't know like I like you didn't hear that sort of rhetoric like everyone's like oh okay yeah that makes sense women need a safe place away from you know men like that makes sense yeah um because there's a history of like oppression from men to women you know like and so why is that not the same with the POC hall I think that just kind of goes to show that there is still this very internalized um, racism, and I don't think it's intentional, but it's very internalized. Um, and um, yeah, I think yeah, it's very internalized. And um, you know, I think once you say the word racism, you have no one wants to be called a racist. N no one, even racists. I think uh, even some like some racists don't want to even be called racist because it's and it has such a strong connotation. Once you call someone a racist, like they will do anything to like not be called that. And I think there are so many different um, types of racism, and that's not like saying racism okay. Racism is not okay, but like there are different types of racism and different places that racism comes from, and um it needs to be acknowledged that like people like that you don't like there needs to be a certain amount of humility from people who don't have that experience um that is just not seen and i understand that okay my views are definitely like i think people here see themselves as on like maybe faculty or staff or who are involved in this discussion see themselves as an unbiased um, actor, but that's just not how it is, and they need to really accept that they have all these other influences that they can't control. Like you can't control these things. Like they're a part of who you are, and they've always been a part of who you are. Um, and I think that's yeah. I think that's what needs to be realized. Yeah, because like I mean, it almost seems ridiculous. Because the reason why women got a women's hall was for the same reasons we want a POC hall yeah. and everyone immediately is like oh of course like that that makes sense right yeah. but yeah yeah I agree I agree um I know there's like obviously some differences but I don't think any of the differences are enough to say that they're completely different like that they're not they don't deserve the same space for the same reasons mm-hmm um yeah yeah thank you i don't know problem <laughs> <laughs> no. sorry i this was